Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Motor Up Sports. It's episode 52. We're going to do Lions Talk straight through today. Huge week coming up. Huge week. Oh, yeah. up. Grant, welcome to the show. It's your first time on. Thank you, Kenny. I'm Grant, everybody. Excited to talk about some Detroit football today. And this is probably the first time I can say that in years because we actually have a really fucking exciting team this year. Very exciting. I think this is the year that they can get in. Just get in. They can make a little bit of noise right now. They can. They can. I mean, I've never seen them win a playoff game, but the the way that they're playing right now, I think I think that they can compete with with damn near anybody. And um, you know, I've seen the playoff teams in 2011, 2014, and 2016. And besides that 2014 team, you ne- I've never really felt like they've actually had a shot to win a playoff game. And now it, it really does feel like a brand new team. I think Dallas was the one year I think we all had that feeling we were yeah. going to win that playoff game. But, like, the Seattle year, it was like they have no shot. New Orleans no. year, they have no shot. Not this really. year, I think you have your best shot this year. Like, best shot easily this year. Um, what, What's exciting is is they're talking about adding an eighth playoff team because of the Monday night football game, which is really interesting. And personally, I think they will expand. And I think it's going to make it inter- more interesting for Sunday night football. And then – you got two extra playoff games. We all know there's a guaranteed Detroit Green Bay Sunday night football for the last playoff spot. We all know that the ratings for that game will be the highest ratings of the year for the regular season. Easily. Oh, yeah. We Definitely. all know it. And what does NFL care most about ever? Money. money. Only thing that league has ever cared about. So, hey, yeah, yeah. we can get some extra money in this game if we expand it to eight. And then on top of that, let's get two extra playoff games. Why why wouldn't we get two extra playoff teams? Because we can make more money on three games than we could have made before. I think the NFL will expand to eight teams, and we'll see it pretty er, pretty early tomorrow or late tonight. I think we're going to see an announcement for that. I really hope we do. And, uh, yeah, I, de- I definitely think it's realistic. Anything's realistic at this point, considering, you know, this is this – is, we, we've never seen anything like this where a game's had to be completely canceled, suspended mid-game. We can tell that the NFL doesn't give a fuck by the fact that, you know, we literally saw MVP candidates crying on the field and they tried to resume the game within five minutes. Um, personally, though, I think what we see with the NBA is that eight teams make it in both conferences. And I do think that that waters down the competition a little bit. And it makes it a little bit less competitive to go into the playoffs and teams are a little bit less aspirational. So I, I just want to make sure that all, all the games are competitive. And I think if we do have eight teams in the playoffs, that it would be good to keep two bye weeks if we wanted to do that or two teams, like the top two seeds get a bye so that the one seed doesn't just blow out the eight seed. Cause I, I just want to make sure that the competition is stiff in the NFL. And I, and I like that it's hard to make the playoffs in the NFL and that it actually means something unlike the NBA, where I feel like you can be sub 500. It doesn't matter at all. You're fine. I think 18 playoff for the NFL. See for this year, it's just cause I'm a Lions fan. I support it, but yeah, I think as a Lions fan, it's easy now. Right. It's easy right now, but realistically speaking, most years you're not going to have a team eight and nine sitting in the eight seed. It's just not going to happen most years. Most mm-hmm. years you're going to see a team at seven and 10, six and 11, getting in as an eight seed, right? And yeah. it's like, why are we playing this game, right? Because they don't deserve to get in. And there's no parody in the NFL. No. So much parody in the NBA. Definitely. 
And that's what's so great about the NFL. You could turn around your team in two years. For sure. Because single game elimination, right? And and that that, you could turn your team around overnight. Like there's, there's such a quick turnaround, good teams in NFL that now it's going to be really easy to be an eight seed in the NFL, make the playoffs every year, maybe win a playoff game. You know, a 17 game regular season makes every game meaningful when you had a 16 playoff and then you had to expand the seven and it's like, okay, well, Oh, I guess it's okay. I wasn't a big fan of it. I was like, well, you're going to have teams that don't deserve to get in that are going to be in. Obviously, last year, saw it with Philly. Philly had no right to be in the playoffs last year, and then they lost by 50 in the first round. Yeah. So the the seven teams I didn't like, expand to eight, I would hate. Me too. But for this year, I love it. Like For just, me, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. Anything that gets us in the playoffs this year. Anything. And, and it's exciting. I, I think that if the Lions get to the playoffs, they will win their first playoff game since 91. What do you think? I agree with you 100%. And here's why. I think I talk about it a lot to all my friends, other Lions fans, but this is this is the first year that I can remember seeing a Detroit Lions football team where I'm not violently angry every time we run the ball. In fact, I'm happy. This is a team where I'm expecting Jamal Williams to get five yards. At the beginning of the year, DeAndre Swift could easily break it off for 60 or 70. He hasn't really been the same player since his shoulder injury, but he still has a lot of explosiveness to him. And that's just set up so many opportunities for Jared Goff. We have an offensive line in Detroit. We have running backs in Detroit. It's clear what our identity is. And, you know, we're not just getting carried by a very good quarterback who can hawk it to Megatron or something. We actually have a real complete football team. And that's that's something that's made me really excited to watch them play every Sunday. See, and I love how you mentioned they're a complete team because we haven't really had a complete team in the history Ever. of the franchise. Like in the 90s and late 80s, it was handed off to Barry. Yeah. We're going to get a touchdown. And you know what? It worked. They won one playoff game. And he yeah, walked yeah. out in the retirement. It, it never worked. Sorry, it never worked. No, it didn't work. You're right. You you go down to the early or early 2000s. They make the playoffs for what the whole ten years of two thousand. Whole decade, yeah. Whole decade, and then the next decade, you get three playoff games, and all three of them. It's let's lob it up to Megatron and let's see if he can make a play. And, and honestly, it was so fun to watch. So fun to watch, but it, but did it work? No. no. Now this team, like you said, they are a unit. They're a complete group. You have an offensive line that's probably a top three O-line league, easily. Absolutely. Top five receiving core off of very smart strategic moves to get yeah. these guys. Your tight end room, I mean, they have the most tight end touchdowns yeah. in franchise history right now. So got to give that to them. You have a quarterback who's playing very good football right now, probably top eight, nine quarterback. Very surprising to me. Last year I was a big, we got to let golf go guy, but he's played awesome football this year. Um, To go along with the running game, what's so important about having a running game versus when we were hawking it to Megatron. We, I always thought Stafford was a top 10 quarterback, but a big reason why this team could never close out a fucking game is we've never really had a defense. Still our defense is, Shaky, but it's better than it was at the beginning of the year. But when you can actually consistently run the ball on those crucial third downs in the fourth quarter, we can get that yard or two. And now we can run that play action and we can get into the field goal into field goal range if we need a field goal late in the game to ice the game away. So I just feel a lot more comfortable that we can finish these close games in the fourth quarter versus all these, you know, we can talk all 
day about all the heartbreaking losses that we've suffered because we just couldn't close out a game. And I think the Jets game was a perfect example of that. And I've seen the Lions lose that game a thousand times. And we were able to finish that game because we were able to run play action, get our tight end out in space, score a touchdown there, play defense. That's stuff that we haven't been able to do before. Never. And in our defense, I mean, they're decent. It's competing. We have some guys that are playing really good football. James like, Houston. James Houston playing the best football ever, one of the best rookies I've ever seen in a Lions uniform. Hutchinson, yeah. one of the best rookies I've seen in a Lions uniform. Three interceptions of the rookie from yeah. a the end. The end. Exactly. The end. There's a pass rush in Detroit. There you, is. You have a pass rush. Paschal, great against the run. Best again. One of the best I've seen as a rookie against the run. And yeah. we don't, we're not even talking about Paschal. Lee McNeil's playing great football. Rodriguez, Rodriguez. another rookie. Rodriguez, great football. Kirby Joseph, phenomenal football. Probably the best secondary player we have. Probably the best secondary player we have right now. So you're playing, you're plugging in these guys, these rookies, and they're playing great football. And it gives you hope that in two or three years, when these rookies develop another offseason and they have another year, two or three seasons, you know, we're talking about expectations around here. Want to know my expectation for next year? Win a playoff game is mine. Not even just that. Win the division and win a playoff game. Win the North. Win the division. Win the North. You I want to see it. Campbell said that. He wants to win the North next year. And yeah. you know what? Green Bay's done. The, let's put Aaron Rodgers in, in, out of Green Bay after this game because he's done. That would be he, lovely. The San Fran, Oakland, or he's out of the NFL. Anywhere else, yeah. So he he, you're done with Aaron Rodgers. Bears suck. Got to play with the Vikings. Well, guess what? You beat the Vikings twice this year. We did. I'm oh, sorry. We split the Vikings, and we should have beat them twice. Oh, we should have beat them twice. You're right. You're right. We should have beat them twice this year. We're four and one against the division with the chance to go five and one. Patricia in two and a half years had one division win. Yeah, and he was awful. I mean, we can go on about that. Bringing in washed playoff, washed Patriots players. You know, no vision for how we incorporate young guys into our offense or our defense, really. And you can tell that Dan Campbell has these guys motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you saw, I'm sure you saw his message about regardless if, if the Rams or Seahawks win that, that their only goal is, is, is they're only looking at green Bay and they need to win that game. And, you know, as a fan, obviously I'm going to be crushed if Baker Mayfield love Baker, shout out Baker can't get the job done against Seattle and we're eliminated. But I feel like if we do lose, if, if Seattle does end up beating the Rams, it still is very important for our culture to say, hey, even in this game where it isn't playoff implications, we're going to show up. It's Sunday night football, and we're going to battle with our division rival just because we are a good football team. Even with nothing to play for, that it's the culture that we have to set to set the tone for future years as, as a team that we want to be competing for Super Bowl championships. And, and that, that should be the goal. That should be the expectation. It never has been. And, that, and that's a big problem with this team and why it hasn't been going anywhere in the last 50 years since Bobby Bobby Lane. You you want to know what I think it is? You're going to laugh. You got to yeah. give it to Sheila Hamp. She's Sheila Hamp. She's doing a great job. You know what? She came in and she laid everybody off right away from her parents. Um, Good. She fired, you know, Patricia and Quinn. Everybody's gone. Clean house. Really, the only guy left from what I've heard, is Rod Wood. That's the only guy left, and he's out. Yeah. He's not doing the football stuff side of it anymore from what I've been hearing. 
He's a good ambassador still. You know, he adds value to the to the franchise. So that's what I've heard. And, and you know what? Sheila has done a great job. She sat there. She hired the right candidate for GM. She hired the right head coach. Something her parents weren't able to do for and, 60 years. And to go more on that, I think the fact that they hired a head. When, when we hired Patricia, it, it was the easy and sexy hire, you know, defensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team. It, it was the easy hire. It's like, okay, let's get the best guy on paper for the job. What Sheila did is she actually had a vision for what she wanted the team to be and to gain a new identity. And Dan Campbell was only a tight ends coach. You know what I mean? He didn't have the experience of some of the past coaches that we've gotten, but he's the right guy for this job. Detroit is a different city. We're a different team and, and we need somebody different to help us. And Matt Patricia as, you know, a coach on the Belichick coaching tree, I feel like had a lot handed to him. You know what I mean? A lot of talent on that mm-hmm. defense where Dan Campbell's got to build something up for himself. And I'm glad that she looked for somebody to specifically for our city and our team. You know, she gave them both six years. She gave Holmes five. She gave um, Campbell six. Yeah. And I think a lot of us were thinking, you know what? This is probably a three, four year plan, right? Because if you're giving a coach six years, we're not competing on year two. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people probably would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And we were not supposed to be competitive this year. We were supposed to win five, six games, play for the top 10 pick again. I think that yeah. was pretty much the national expectation. You know, our Detroit expectation wins seven or eight. Seven or eight, yeah. You know, but that's still like, Good. We could still win eight, and and that would be a great season for us. But I think our expectations were set at around this, and they're going to hit it or they're going to exceed it. And I think a lot of people are still forgetting that. But to go back to that, they gave them both five and six years. This was not supposed to be year two. You're playing for a playoff spot in the last game of the season on Sunday night football. I didn't expect that. Neither did I. No. Most fans probably did not expect that. And I, I, I don't even think Holmes expected it. No. Because how is Holmes going to sit there? And literally have every single draft pick hit the field and and panning out. Yeah. He's missed really one draft pick, and that was Levi in the second mm-hmm. round last year. The guy's whiff on draft picks. When have we seen a guy a, a draft where you get both your franchise edge rushers in the same draft? One in the sixth round that yeah. every single team passed up on, but the Lions. And the Lions still almost passed up on him because they caught him and then signed him to the practice. And signed him back, yeah. So they almost lost James Houston. What's crazy to me is you got your franchise linebacker, you got your franchise, two franchise edge rushers, and a franchise uh, safety in one draft. You got two stud DTs in, in two straight drafts. And you know what? I don't care where the Lions pick this year, they will get who they want and they're going to get the right guy. What if we set that as fans? I agree. I agree. And, and yeah, I, I talked, my dad, my dad always talks about tanking and getting a higher pick. And it pisses me the fuck off to, to keep it a buck with you because we've been tanking for the last 60 years. And even if it hurts our draft position, we need to fucking win games for the mm-hmm. next. So that, and even for free agents and for fans around the league and for other coaches that we want to hire to show that it's a competitive football team and will be on a weekly basis. And I was so disappointed I, when we were one and six. I mean, I was I was almost to the point where I was like going to half watch the games and root for my <laughs> fantasy te- teams because I was like, this is the same fucking Lions. 
And I didn't even believe it at first until, you know, once we, once we beat the giants, I think I was finally like, okay, this might be a competitive team. And, and they've really, they've really outdone my expectations this year. Obviously we're still going to have a top 10 pick with the Rams. Um, Hopefully it's, hopefully it's lower than what it is now and what it is expected to be. Cause I mean, I, I, I can't even put into words how excited I will personally be, I know you will personally be mm-hmm. city. If that Sunday night game is for a playoff spot against Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. I mean, it, it doesn't get more exciting than that. And it does it, but you got to also remember it could be the rest first to save Detroit. You know, we got to expect that at the same time going yeah. into this game, but you know, you're talking about the one six turnaround. I, I think this has been the least expected thing as a Lions fan of my entire life. And I think yeah. that's uh Good thing. I think it's a good thing. Oh, yeah. It's just so unexpected. I think you know, I, I was on the air. Fire Campbell. Fuck yeah. him. You know, he doesn't know shit. He, he sits there and says we're close and just doesn't do anything but lose games because his coaching. And you know what? It it was probably at that point in the season when Sheila said, well, we're impatient. Uh, and you could tell she was getting impatient, but mm-hmm. she was backing them at the same time. She backed both of them. And guess what? When, since she backed both of them, they're uh, seven and three. Exactly. Since she publicly backed, but but you know, but Sheila, she's done a great job. She hired the right people. She addressed the media. It's something her parents didn't do. And guess what? She's showing up to every practice this year. She's showing up to every game. She's hands on with the team. Yeah. As much as you guys yeah. want to sit there and bash Sheila and bash, you know, the Ford family. Yeah, the four family sucked, and I get it. They were horrible, but she was actually putting her best foot forward and trying Thank to do God. this and trying to make this work. And effort. you have to give that to her as a fan. You know what? A lot of people never gave her the chance in the in the time of day to be like, okay, well, she's a new owner. You know what? I'm going to give her a chance. Well, guess what? Right away, she fired Patricia. Right away, Good. she fired you know Bob Quinn. Right away, she was clearing the house and bringing in the right people. And you know what? No. Kudos to her. Her father couldn't do that. Her mother couldn't do that. No. Neither of them could do that their entire lives. And in her first hire, she sat there and hired the right people. Look, you guys sit there and say, well, she's just a Ford. She's actually trying. She's actually doing a she's good trying, job. And that's different. To and that is different. I, I totally agree with you. And and she hasn't gotten enough credit for that. Um, on a little bit different of a note because I was talking about you know the expectations for the team you know not only this year but going forward um what do you think is the future for Jared Goff in Detroit here he's here for four more years and I'm willing to sign that four more years four more years see I next year I think it's is a certainty I think Jared Goff is a Detroit Lion next year but once again he is a quarterback in my opinion a little bit like um, you know, a Jimmy Garoppolo, who I I I think so in the ways because I think we have a really good team around him. Genuinely, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is a star receiver. I think Jameson Williams will be a star receiver. I think DeAndre Swift is a star running back. I think he might have the best offensive line in in the in the entire game. So I think a lot of quarterbacks are really dependent on the guys you put around them and the success. So I'm saying if instead, I think he can win us playoff games. I do think he can win us a playoff game. But I'm saying if we do want to win a Super Bowl, considering the assets we have, if next year that we wanted to make a play, 
I, I, I always tell my friends this. I think if, if Lamar Jackson is available, I'd be very excited and happy to give him a call because I want this team to be looking for Super Bowls instead of just a playoff win. But I do agree that Jared Goff is the guy for next year. He's earned that right as the quarterback for the Lions. See, I just had this conversation a couple episodes ago with uh, one of my other buddies. He wants Lamar Jackson too. I'm off that. Why? Why? Why would you be willing to pay a quarterback more money to win the same amount of games as Jared Goff? He has zero playoff wins, and he's played about 12 games a season in the last two years. I don't want him here. You know if Jared Goff is healthy, Jared Goff's going to play really good football if you give him a line to protect him and some receivers. And he's done that this year. He saw the same thing with the Rams. When you gave him receivers and you gave him an O-line, he was a top quarterback in the league. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not Ryan Tannehill. This guy's a starting quarterback and a damn good one when he has the players he needs to win. He reminds me more. You want to hear what I think he could be in Detroit? Yeah. Matt Ryan. But what what happened to Matt Ryan? He, Still in the he, Super Bowl. He couldn't get over the hump. But I'm just saying that that's his caliber player. That's his tier. I, I I don't I don't hate that take. I don't hate that take because I in his second year, I think he had around like 28 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, really good statistical quarterback, but just, you know, obviously we're both Lions fans, so we're going to be uh, biased. But when I'm looking at it objectively, when Jared Goff is playing in Ford Field in that dome, that motherfucker looks like Brady. Oh, yeah. And, and when he's on the road, when he's on the road, he is a different quarterback. So what I'm saying is if we are elevating the expectations for this team and this franchise that – if we think that we have this awesome offensive line, if we think that we have an elite receiver with another elite receiver on the way, that we should demand that the quarterback not only be a plant to get, you know, be okay with the talent that he has and just kind of, you know, ride the talent that he has, but extend the talent and make this an elite offense. I think in the new NFL, that dynamic Russian quarterbacks, are, are the way that you're going to win Super Bowls. Do they have a shorter shelf life than most packet, pocket passers? Yes. But I, I'm just saying that for the expectations, that's what I'm saying. I want us to see us sign free agents, make trades in the draft, because we, we hadn't done that before last year when we went out and got Jamison Williams. So I just want to have our best foot forward to try to win a Super Bowl going forward instead of just a playoff game. But I, I am a fan of Jared Hoffman. I really I, I think Goff's fine. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with Lamar Jackson has yet to win a playoff game. Goff has he, he hasn't won one. Nope, zero. Zero playoff wins. And I, I and I'm willing to take the risk on a guy who I'm guaranteed at least 15 games from every year. He doesn't he rarely gets hurt. And at the same time, you're paying him less money than Lamar wants. Like that's the other thing you gotta understand. I'm willing to I'm willing to spend money on Goff because I'm willing to spend less money on golf than Lamar Jackson because we need so much on defense this year. So much on defense. Yeah. No, I, I, I get Spending that. more money on a quarterback because you want to upgrade a position that's perfectly fine. I have a problem with that. You know what? They've done a great job with very smart strategic moves so far. And whatever Holmes decides, I have his support. I have his back. He doesn't think golf's the guy that's going to elevate you to Super Bowls and yeah. he wants to move on from him. Cool. That's okay with me. I disagree with it, but – He's done such a good job so far, and he's earned that trust from me as a fan. Be like, okay, this is the right decision. Because he's done nothing as a GM so far. We can sit there and be like, wow, this guy sucks. This guy has no clue what he's doing. This guy's just like every other guy who's walked into Allen Park's facility every single day. 
you know what? He's done a good job, and you have to give it to him. You have you have if he moves on from him, okay. I disagree, but if you think that Will Labis or Bryce Young is the better quarterback or CJ Stroud's the better quarterback for the future going forward, good. But I, I think Goss a 12, 13, 14 win quarterback if you surround him with a defense. He's winning eight or nine this year, leading a top three offense in the NFL with a bottom three defense. You can give him a defense which elevate this defense from bottom three to let's say 15 or 16, a very average defense yeah. next year. Mediocre average defense. You give them that next year, I think they win 11 or 12 games, win the division. And then the year after, we spend more money and have another draft cycle, get more defensive players. Well, hey, you're looking at maybe a 13-14 quarterback off him. And I I severely disagree moving on from him right now. I agree. I think we should keep him for for next year for sure. And I do want it for the record. Big Lamar Jackson fan. I think when he is healthy, he's one of the most electric quarterbacks in the game. Want it for the record. He has won a playoff game, 20 to 13 over the Tennessee Titans in the wild card. Only one, though, you're right. Jared Goff has made it to a Super Bowl. But it, it, I think it really all depends just how we see the guys fit around him. I think clearly right now he has that locker room. Um, Culture wise, it's a good fit. I feel like the people around him really like him. We're winning games right now. I think I'm talking more for the future. Future, if we want, I think cornerback is definitely a higher priority than quarterback right now. I'm just while I'm thinking about the expectations and bar that we set for our team, I want to be looking for elite football players, not guys that are fine and good and can get us, you know, uh, a lot of wins, but a guy who can really win the Super Bowl. But my expectations for the team are going to be really high. I'm always going to keep that bar high because you know. There, there'd be no, there'd be no bigger day in D- Detroit than the day that the Lions win the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and I, I, I would take the first flight wherever I'm living. I'm taking that first flight. Back oh yeah, first flight. Well, I'm going to the Super Bowl and then take my ass to Michigan after. Yes, for the parade. For the parade. I'm going there, wherever it is. I'm going, and then I'm taking my ass to Detroit to celebrate. And you know what? I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, thanks, Grant, for coming on. You were awesome Thank today. Thank you for letting me on. Thank you. So Friday or tomorrow. We got uh, Jack coming back on for some Lions talk, some Jim Harbaugh talk, lots of that coming, a lot of bashing cool. coming there. And we're going to preview Michigan-Michigan State tomorrow. And then on Monday, I got Darwin coming back on for the first time in like 40 episodes. So he's going to be back on. Super excited to get everybody on. Thanks again, Grant. And see you guys tomorrow.